Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. We're here. We're live in the audience this morning. Glory to God. We're alive and well in here. Uh, I woke up a little, I'm not tired. I don't know. Maybe God's just trying to tell me something. I better listen. Huh? I have ears to hear. Uh, but it's a podcast day. We love these podcast days. I really would like to add one or two. I don't know. It's uh, We're living, obviously, we've taught you and are teaching you that we truly are living in the end times, the last days. Then it's just not like a hook phrase or something we say to, you know, uh, grab a hold of your attention, but it's the truth. It, you know, we can prove it in the scripture and on and on it goes. So we just feel like we need to preach more and get the word out the greatest way we know how. And that's radio waves, airwaves, and on and on it goes. But let me open in prayer and we'll get right into this. Lord, we thank you for today. May we have ears to hear. May we have eyes to see beyond. Uh, may we listen and obey the voice of our God in these days. In Jesus' mighty name, may we shut our ears, uh, shut our life off to Satan and his demons. In Jesus' mighty name, I, I pro right now prophesy over you. May the spirit of faith, the spirit of victory rise up on you right now, on the inside of you right now. In Jesus' mighty name, and may we win today, may we win tomorrow, and may we continually win till we leave this earth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, God bless you. Get your Bibles out and let's get ready. Uh, we've been dealing with, my wife's not here as you, uh, you may have noticed already, but we've been talking about the end times, dealing with end time prophecy, and I want to deal with today, you know, my forte, so to speak, there's demons, demonology, deliverance, deception, the works of demons, how demons operate, uh, and on and on it goes. Now, and I have been, become a great studier, not a great, but a studier of the end times. Uh, it's just, it, it's the, the season in which we should know what's taking place, who's causing it, and what the, the, this taking place, these things are showing a sign or gauge or meter to where we're presently at prophetically. Uh, so I think everybody ought to know something about the last days, the end times. Amen. Two different things there, by the way. But I'm going to deal with today the, the end time deception, uh, the end time deception. And I'll set you up for this. It's very simple. And the quicker you receive this truth, this biblical truth, uh, it'll become a lot more, uh, you know, uh, it'll be easier for you. You'll, you'll grow your perception, change your perception a little bit. But there are churches right now under the influence being led by demon spirits leading, I say God's people, and I hope a lot of them are just, you know, maybe barely deceived, maybe barely backslidden a little bit and they'll still make heaven. But there's great churches all over America. You think they're great churches because you've judged incorrectly. Uh, you, you've used the natural meters of success, which are numbers and money, uh, to judge these great church, you know, these churches to be great, where God says you know them by their fruit. Uh, the the you know if you want to measure success, the only way you can measure success biblically is obedience. That's how you are you obedient to what God told you to do, uh, and you can't look at it and use someone else's measuring stick to measure your assignment. If God told you to feed people, shut up, go feed people. Uh, you know, if 10 show up, you're feeding people. He didn't say to feed 10,000. If he told you to feed 10,000, go find 10,000. If God told you to go on the streets and witness, go on the streets and witness to people. And then you gauge not by how many received Jesus. You gauge your success or your obedience by did you obey God. It's very simple. Uh, you know, 
uh, Dylan and I were having a conversation about how most people perceive and judge the church to be a God church and or not in this modern you know age in which we live. And some of the largest churches and, and the pastors that pastor those largest churches or lead the assembly, I don't want to use the word pastor and church, lead the assembly are, are some of the most perverted people with the most perverted doctrine on the planet. Uh, so if, if we're going to judge by number and success, then we would say uh, some of those that I followed that had more fruit than anybody on the planet, they're nobodies. And just because you can get 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people, you're somebody. That's incorrect. Uh, so understand there's demons. They're real. Hollywood knows more about demons than most Christians. And they portray very well. They're, they're doing good in their drawings and their abilities and uh, their deceptive work and, and on and on it goes. Hollywood has really got a, a, a grasp on uh, demons, demonology, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, the body of Christ needs to understand demons are real. Uh, deception is a demon. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll name some different demon spirits that the Bible uh, names so that you can understand that a demon's job is to influence you uh, out of that demon's assignment and ability. So if, if a demon's called by Satan to be a, a demon of sickness uh, and or disease, uh, his job is not to cause you to slander. Uh, his job is to daily convey to you in sound bites. You, you write that down and you look up sound bites later. Convey to you in sound bites. Uh, a sound bite if, uh, oh, what would be a, um, a modern, I don't want to use a worldly song, but if, if uh, some, there's, you know, a diverse group in here, but if I said, uh, pour some sugar, uh, that would be a sound bite. That's all I have to say. And the rest of that song now comes to you uh, because of that little sound bite. Uh, so demons will whisper in order, with sound bites in order to lead you in their Satan-given assignment, their role. So the Bible, I'm going to give you some names, biblical names of demon spirits. And, and once again, if you want a copy, you're in the house here. We'll give one to you. Uh, but uh, he, God said there's blind spirit. We know that out of Matthew 12, 22. Uh, dumb and deaf spirits. Once again, when you see spirits, they're either angels of light or angels of darkness. We know that God doesn't cause blindness to come on people. Uh, now, in the Old Testament, you know, God was a, a judge, uh, and God did take out thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people in destruction. In this covenant, he's offered grace. We're in a dispensation of grace. This is the church age where God is not judging, but these spirits are demon spirits. So blind spirit means there's a demon causing someone to be blind. Now, people can be blind medically. That's not per se a demon if there's a medical reason why. However, if all of a sudden someone becomes blind and the doctors are dumbfounded, that's a demon spirit. But number two, dumb and deaf spirit. If you got a blunt trauma to the head, like I take a baseball bat and hit someone in the head afterwards, they're dumb and deaf. That's not a demon spirit. That's a result of a trauma to the head. But if all of a sudden someone becomes deaf and dumb, and we can't trace it back to a you know trauma that's a demon spirit, an unclean spirit. According to Mark 5, 2, that's impure, lewd, uh, foul, filthy, unholy. Uh, you know, th that's not normal. 
Uh, people, humanity, even in their fallen state, before they're possessed by a demon, uh, they still have the understanding to be clean. Most people know uh, clean. We even have a saying in America, uh, uh, next to cleanliness, you know that, that saying? is godliness. Amen. So we know to be clean. So if you take showers, if you clean your car, you clean your room, and then all of a sudden you become like a filthy, you know, I don't know, you got cigarette butts and sand and wrappers and all kind of stuff everywhere. And you think that's normal. That's, uh, that's not normal. It's abnormal. That's demonic. Amen. Seducing spirit. That's the really one I want to get to today. Seducing spirit from first Timothy four, one, uh, falling away from the truth. They, they believe delusions. Uh, those who are, are trying to lead them are imposters. They're misleaders. They're deceivers. The Bible says there's a jealous spirit in Numbers 5. Uh, the Bible also says there's a spirit of bondage in Romans 8.15. Now, this is a big one in the church, and the church thinks it's just normal or life, and that's the spirit of fear. According to 2 Timothy 1.7, God says that's a demonic spirit. If you don't contend with fear, uh, you're submitting your life to a demon spirit that's going to manipulate and control you every day of your life on this planet. But understand that since a demon, if you don't like the word demon, you don't like the truths about demon, you think when I say demon, demon spirits, devils, that, that that's old-fashioned, weird, cultish, whatever you think. I, I, I do care, but I don't care about that because the Bible instructs us on these matters, and this is biblically true or it, uh, accurate. But the spirit of fear, God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So I even hear people in the church talking about their spirit of fear as, it, uh, as though it's a pet. Like people say, you know, my spirit, you know, my fear. My, they don't say spirit, but they say my fear like it's normal. Uh, I hear people say my cancer like it's normal. I say, you know, they, they name their imperfection, their whatever, their demonic, you know, influence like it's a third person in their life and that's just okay. That's not normal. Understand what it is. It's demonic influence. Now, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this here. I love the word. I love uh, John. The first chapter talks about Jesus became the word. John 1, 1, uh, the word became flesh, dwelt among us. John 1, 14 talks about the word, Jesus, the flesh. And that word, some of you know, you've heard me teach, is for the word, Greek word for word is logos. And, and every word is not logos, but it falls within the category because words were designed to create an idea or to ex express an image. That's what words do. Uh, so when uh, you are using words, you're releasing words to influence something or somebody to create an image, uh, to answer with an image. And every time I speak to you, it doesn't. you don't only hear with your ears, but your mind begins to pick up an image or that, that creative ability within you begins to go to work. So just like God's trying to convey uh, an image or an idea to us, imaginations, so are evil spirits, demon spirits, continually trying to convey an image and an imagination to you. And I'll also add this here. Uh, demons twist the truth. It's very important that you know that because a lot of people think that um, 
a lot of people think that like if there's a demon influence, it's so radically off the wall, twisted. No, it, it'll get to that. But initially, it, it's ever so, uh, you know, twisted or barely different than the truth uh, to cause deception. Uh, so a person who knows the word of God, the Bible says the very elect can be deceived. Well, a person that knows the truth is not going to be, uh, you know, uh, receive a complete and total opposite of the truth, but you possibly could just, you know, for like a little micrometer, change something and pique their interest or sneak that in. And the Bible says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Uh, so that it's not that it's, it, it is opposite information, but it's twisted to where you've heard me teach this. That's where we get the word wicked is where we get the word wicker. And the word wicker is like furniture. Uh, it once was straight, and they twist it. Uh, come on, they, they take what was straight, which, what was correct, and twist it. And that's that, the, the furniture, the wicker furniture, which we get the word out of wicked, which means twisted truth. So it's very simple. A lot of Christians have been deceived by twisted truth. And therein lies the heart of deception. You know, if we can twist the truth, and we can you know, capture the imagination and reach down into a person and deceive them with, you still have the right verbiage, you just twisted, but they don't know. They don't look at the twist, they look at for verbiage. Uh, we still have the, we're using scripture out of context, but it's still scripture. Uh, you know, God loves everybody, so no one can be wrong. That's twisted information. Uh, you know, everybody belongs to God, therefore everybody's got to go to heaven. That's wrong information. You know, but the, the, the busy Christian, you know, the, the ones that's not paying attention, but just doing the bare minimal, uh, when they hear those things, they perk up and think, oh, it's got to be right. God loves everybody. Why wouldn't God love anybody? Well, because they've given their alliance to Satan and they become a, a, an anti-person driven by an anti-demon and they will spend eternity in hell. They're not the friend of God. Uh, so, and once again, we have to debunk all these myths because a lot of Christians think that everybody's a friend of God. God loves everybody. Now, God will love you out of sin. Uh, God will offer you Jesus and pay your sin. Uh, but as long as you make a decision to stay in sin, God's not going to have, you know, favor on you. God's not going to bless you. God's not hanging out with you. He'll do everything to free you. But don't be conceived. Don't be deceived and think that you have the same rights as I do. If one of my children go live in the world and one stay home and live right, I love both of them, but I'm not doing the same thing for the one that's chosen the world uh, than the one that's chosen Jesus Christ and to do what's right. Uh, so a lot of deception uh, right there. Are you still with me? Say amen. amen. So the spirit of fear, don't tolerate fear. If you'll begin to see demons in the influence of demons in a spiritual sense, uh, you'll stop tolerating demonic influence. If you'll begin to see like perversion, uh, like I, I've sat and I've met with many people uh, dealing with perversion, uh, and a lot of people think it's just life or, or think it's family or think it's in their DNA. No, no, no. I've had people say, I just can't stop. It's like a driving force in me. But then it leaves. And then it comes back and it drives and it may, and I'm almost like I'm out of my, uh, out of sorts and I, I can't stop. It's a demon spirit and demon spirits do come and go. Uh, so a lot of times people think, 
I'm possessed. Yeah, you'll get to possession to where you're completely, totally overrun by a demon where he has now taken your body suit and fitted it for himself and he'll stay with you till destruction, till ultimate destruction. Uh, however, <clears throat> there's a lot of Christians that a demon will come sift you, deceive you, uh, use you, abuse you, leave you distraught, leave you feeling horrible, and then you say, what in the world's taking place? Well, when you recognize it's a demon, ungodly, filthy, fallen angel that, that is completely and totally uh, ruling you for a little period of time, a driving force behind you, you should get angry and you should say, I will not tolerate, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to fight this thing off, but I'm not going to live that lifestyle anymore. Are you still here? Can you say amen? Glory to God. Uh, let's go a few more and then I'll get into a few scriptures here. A spirit of heaviness. Once again, a lot of Christians think, oh, I just feel heavy today. It's a demon. Everybody say demon. Because uh, I think the, the word spirit uh, kind of softens the blow. But if you study the word spirit, you'll understand. But if we uh, say the word demon or uh, a fallen angel or a, a devil, we'll begin to understand. It becomes more apparent and, and the perception changes. I don't want to contend with, listen to, be controlled by, manipulated by a devil or a demonic spirit. Amen. Uh, so heaviness comes from demons, Isaiah 61, 3. It says, mourning, grief, sorrow, sadness, trouble, despair, depression, or loneliness, discouragement, self-pity, or gluttony are all demonic. Uh, another thing I've heard people say, I just can't stop eating. Uh, that's not normal. It's demonic. Well, what we do, preacher, ask Jesus to deliver you. He's the great deliverer. Say, deliver me from the influence of this demon spirit. Amen. Help me, you know, be disciplined. Uh, another one is depression. The world uh, thinks depression is a sickness or a disease. God says it's a demon. The, uh, you, all right, let me help you here. You cannot, you, are you being blessed this morning? All right. You cannot medicate a demon spirit. You can medicate you, and, and the medication they use is to kind of make you, uh, uh, you know, suppress you uh, to where you can't think uh, correctly or sharply. Uh, it's called drug you uh, to the place where you kind of just think, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm kind of, yeah, I think I feel better. I don't know how I feel. Well, you couldn't possibly. You're under the influence. Uh, so, but if you recognize that depression is not normal, they now say it's chemical imbalance, and I think there could be some science and, and you know medical studies that say there's chemical imbalance, but I think more so uh, in society today, there's demon spirits causing this spirit of depression to fall on people or, or they control them and manip manipulate them. Another one is a, <clears throat> a spirit of divination, which is a, a spirit of a python according to Acts 16, 16. In uh, the modern day spirit, that spirit was the spirit of Python, where it grips you and begins to constrict the life out of you. A lot of people walking around today say, I don't have any strength. I don't have any energy. I feel lifeless. I don't have any vision anymore. I used to have hopes. I used to have dreams. And all that's been taken from me. Uh, that's the spirit of Python. But then we can look attached to the spirit of Python as fortune telling, horoscopes, palm reading, zodiac. 
uh, hypnosis, mediums, witches, warlocks, sorcery, necromancer, uh, and, and communicating with dead spirits. Uh, that would be that same demon spirit. It's a devil. It's a demon. Uh, a spirit of whoredom, Hosea 4.12. Uh, that spirit of whoredom's not maybe not what you think it is, but it's more consorting with devils, uh, with the devil, uh, and that's unfaithful to Christ. Anytime you converse with a demon, you're being unfaithful to God. It would be like this. If me conversing with an old flame is unfaithfulness to my wife, the same thing here. Uh, so uh, that would be unfaithful to Christ. That would be a, backsl a backsliding Christian. It would be idolatry, uh, you know, idol worship, and both uh, prostitution, both spiritually and naturally. Uh, you can kind of figure that out and meditate that later. If you're a prostitute, uh, naturally you understand what that means. But then to prostitute, to give yourself cheapishly and in error, uh, to a spirit, not a person, would be the spirit uh, definition. Amen. Uh, we also have a lying spirit, Second Chronicles 18.22, uh, which is very simple. It's a hypocrisy spirit, uh, speaks profanity, lies, and is religious. Uh, religion is one of the ugliest demon spirits on the planet. It's hard to decipher between True religion. Now, it isn't for a real Christian. I can spot them when they come in. I'll tell Dylan, oh, God, we've got to deal with this one now. You know, or, oh, God. And you say, well, why don't you just kick them out? Well, I don't want to get in trouble with God. You know, we've got to get everybody an opportunity. Uh, but I would rather a, a, a prostitute off the street, never knowing God, a, a cocaine addict, a, a marijuana, whatever, come in here than to deal with someone that's formed uh, or, or has been uh, you know, under the spirit, a demon spirit, and is now religious because you can't please them. They know everything. They did everything better at their other 10 churches. They were in every ministry. They've been there, done that. They got the shirt. And it's like, what are you here for then? You know, what, what do you want me to do with you? Be, you know, except from deliver you, and you don't think you got a demon spirit. Amen. Uh, then the last one would be the Antichrist spirit found in 1 John 2, or 1 John 2 18, then 20 which that spirit, the Bible says, opposes Christ. It attacks and or rejects the blood of Jesus. It opposes the prophets and persecutes the saints. It attributes the gifts of the Holy Spirit to, to the devil. Now, when the Bible talks about, in Thessalonians, and hopefully we'll have time to get there, <clears throat> when the Bible talks about uh, the, their antichrist, anti-God, and they say there is no, or Jesus Christ has not come in the flesh. Uh, understand they don't have to say that phrase to be demonic. It, it's a believing that Jesus Christ really doesn't matter and or doesn't exist. That's a demon-driven person. And a lot of Christians are, are living under the influence of that demon spirit right now. They go through the actions. Once again, Paul said, uh, they go through the actions, but they deny the very power or presence. They deny the very work of Jesus Christ on the cross and here on this earth. But they don't mind, you know, you talking about things. They don't mind if you, as long as you got a glass of wine, a cigar, some brandy, then you talk kindly about the goodness of God, you know, on a, like a side note, they're okay with it. 
But the minute you bring the red letters or the word of God, you know, that that's convicting, not judgmental, but convicting, then immediately you have an enemy. Why? Because they're under the influence of a demon spirit. Demon spirits try to, their, their number one goal is to influence a human person. A demon spirit wants to influence a human person. Uh, once again, after you've been influenced, accepted that deception from a demon spirit, you'll now take on the mannerisms of that demon spirit and of that demon spirit's assignment. Homosexuals, hey, uh, I didn't say I hate you, uh, I, uh, so don't twist my words, but homospe- homosexuals change their hand motions, uh, they, they, they change their shoulders, they put their hands in a different way. They change their voice. They change the tone of their voice. They change their eyes. And then they start using makeup to try to look differently. Well, number one, uh, if you were born that way, why didn't you act and talk that way from birth? Why at two weren't you walking like this? Why at two weren't you folding your legs, men, like a woman folds her legs? Well, because you weren't influenced by that demon yet. It came later on in life that that demon began to teach you uh, incorrectly. Uh, And now you're demon-possessed and you're uh, driven by this influence. Preaching pretty good, amen. I even think like grumpy old people, you can't find me a scripture. Find me one that says you get old and grumpy and you get intolerable. No, you can't find a scripture. So what would that be? Are, Are you being influenced? Yes, is that a heavenly influence? Do you think God, one of God's, uh, f- the fruit of the Spirit is to be grumpy, intolerable, angry, uh, snarl, you know, look down at, grumble? No, that, that, if it's not God, it's, there, there's no neutral. There's nothing neutral. So it's either God or demonic. Oh, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Can I bring one uh, a church into play here? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, oh, Hallelujah. Say hi to a few people on here on my phone. Uh, glory. Love you. Thank God for all of you watching. Uh, amen. Go into, to, let me help you here. This is pretty cool. Go into the, uh, the book of Revelation. There's only one revelation. John had one. Everybody say John had one revelation. My wife used to tell me. See, my wife helped me go from rednecky hillbilly to kind of prettied me up and she says it's not walmart's and it's not revelations it's walmart and the book of revelation john had one revelation because i always just say walmart's the aggravator i said i'm gonna go to walmart's she says there are two of them i said there's a lot of them (laughs) so how many you going to and i said one she said it's walmart amen Uh, revelation three uh in the 14th uh verse now, I, I'll start here and kind of end here, and then I'll bring Pastor Kim back next week, and we'll continue in this. Uh, now, a, a lot of you would say maybe the, the Church of Laodicea didn't have a chance. You know, maybe the Church of Laodicea, uh, you know, didn't get what, what we got, and, all, and on and on it goes. But before I even read this, write this down, Colossians 4.15 which is Paul talking to the church uh, there, the, the Colossian church, and he says, Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea. 
So Paul, if you go read the bu- study the book of in, in Colossians, it deals with uh, the attitude of a Christian, the foundations of Christianity, the life of a Christian, and on and on it goes. Well, here he says, salute the brethren which are in Laodicea, uh, meaning they're going to get this message. Uh, the message he's preaching in Colossians, they somehow received. And he said, make sure you salute them for me. Now let's look at this this church now who started off good. They started off in the truth, but then something happened. That said, and the angel of the church of Laodicea write these things, saith, amen, faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither uh, cold nor hot, I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now maybe write down there a lukewarm or in between is a deceived state. Uh, This church was extremely deceived, the church of Laodicea. Uh, These people were living in a valley of decision uh, and they had made a wrong decision and they were deceived. Uh, so then he, he says, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's a vehement term, which is an actual term, which is gruesome. Uh, God's not going to sit there and taste and see if he's going to, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you can like grow, something can grow on you and you can just get a taste for something. God says, I'm not going to let it take that time. I don't like this. Uh, I don't like what you've become. Amen. It's like uh, my wife, when she orders soup, she says, I want your, the soup to come out on fire. I want my mouth to be blistered. So if it comes out and it's anything but that, uh, she automatically knows she doesn't like lukewarm soup. She spits it out and slides it away and says, baby, go get me, you know, tell him I want hot soup. That's the same way it is with God. Amen. He said, I counsel thee to buy, well, actually, let's 17, because thou sayest, now here's the deceptive state, because thou sayest, I am rich, and increase with goods, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable, and poor and blind and naked. Now let's look at, and I'm not saying about all mega churches. We are, according to numbers and studies, a mega church. Uh, uh, so let's say, and I don't want to pick on anybody, um, but let's say uh, there's some that have TV shows on Netflix about them and about their corruption, and, and about their, their dirtiness, and about their deceptive state. Uh, let's say this, that church in deception thinks they're doing just good. And, and that's the same church that said, uh, we have increased in goods, uh, we got a lot of people, we got nice clothes, we got fancy watches, we all got suits on. We drive. Look in the parking lot. We all got nice cars. We don't need anything. Well, hold on now. Back to how we started. Uh, what was their gauge? It was a man's gauge of success. All right, let's go a little further. Then Jesus, his rebuttal is, uh, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And then he tells them why. Uh, he says, I counsel thee to buy of me uh, gold. He, he says to them, I'm gold, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and in white remnant. 
Uh, all right, so let's look at this. They have everything, but they were missing Jesus. How many churches in America uh, have programs? Come on. They have their stuff. They have their little, they have a good system. A lot of them have a very great system, but that a great system doesn't mean godly. A, a, a man's science that a man puts together out of his clever thinking and out of his study of human, the you know, human body, the human brain, doesn't take the place of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said right here in the church of Laodicea, you're deceived. You think because you're increasing, you think because you obtain, you got some stuff, you think because the world sees you a certain way that you've deceived me, but I know you don't have me. He said, so why don't you try me? Because right now you're deceived, you're blind, you're naked, you're poor, you're lost. You don't know that, uh, but I know it, Jesus said. And why don't you lay that down and why don't you try me? Oh, amen. Uh, I'll tell you one of the, the biggest deceptions. I think I wrote this down, a little piece of paper here. Uh, according to de you know being deceived, one of the hardest things is to see yourself as you really are and as others see you. One of the hardest things is to see yourself as you really are and how others see you. Amen. You can let that just kind of marinate and settle in uh, later on today. I hope people see us, the you know, true ecclesia, the body of Christ, as true believers, full of love, full of grace, full of truth, full of mercy, steady, consistent, constant. Uh, but chances are, uh, there's a lot of people that have been deceived and have become frauds, fraudulent. Uh, I know this kind of heavy, but what are you going to do? I mean, are, are we going to sit here and tell you that you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow, uh, that tomorrow is going to be better, your best days are ahead of you, and prophesy to you? I can't do that. I can exhort you scripturally, and I can take scripture and build you up. There's not a problem with that. Uh, but I've also got to tell you that there's a great opposition and that opposition is growing in strength. That opposition is completely and totally out of the closet. Uh, sin used to be kept, uh, you know, uh, in shadows, in darkness. Uh, sin now is full throttle out in the open 24-7, 365, and, and there's no apology for it. Uh, there's no excuse. You know, they don't need an excuse anymore. It's just shut up, uh, like it or lump it or leave us alone. Uh, that's the age in which we're living in. You've got to prepare yourselves. Uh, I'll tell you, if I could say nothing else today, number one, you need to know Jesus. Uh, not say a prayer. Not a, a prayer is great, but I didn't. I I didn't radically. Uh, I didn't get radically changed by saying a prayer. I got radically changed because I encountered the God of the universe. So it, it's beyond. You know, I know there's a lot of believers in the world that just want you to say a prayer and be converted. Uh, you, I can make you say you're a cheeseburger and you're not a cheeseburger and you never will be a cheeseburger. Uh, I can make a white person say they're black and they're not black. I can make a black person say they're white and they're not white. Be not deceived, the Bible says. Uh, so it, it's not in, in saying the prayer, it's believing in your heart. Uh, that, that's what's going to move you to an encounter with God is I believe in my heart, I access God by faith, and everything changes. Can you say amen to that? Uh, so you have to have an encounter with God. Once you have an encounter with God, you'll never want to return to, now I'm not going to say you won't sin, but you'll never want to return to, you'll always fight off 
you'll always have a, a, a healthy conviction of wrong and you'll want to be you know driven you'll you'll be self-driven towards the things of God oh amen hey I hope that helped you today uh, amen I think it's pretty good preaching I, I think we did some damage to darkness uh, and, and bring some revelation or understanding uh, to people to understand that demons are real yes are they greater than God no the Bible also says in the last days that they're going to do they're going to perform now the day we live in uh, there are false prophets false pastors false teachers right now uh, a lot of you send me stuff from Africa that are miraculous things and you want me to think that's God but I have a spirit you should too and your spirit should tell you whether this be of God or not in the Bible. The very Bible says, test them, try them, see what spirit they're of. So uh, Satan, too, uh, can perform signs, wonders, and miracles. Uh, I know that's hard for a lot of you to, to, you know, to wrap your mind around, uh, but Paul even, even uh, dealt with us and, and warned us uh, about the works of Satan in these last days. And we'll, we'll pick up with that. Uh, next week, but that's out of Second Thessalonians two, nine through twelve. It says, "Even him who's coming uh, after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions." that they should believe the lie, uh, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Uh, you say, God made them do this? No. Uh, that word, uh, delusions, God gave them delusions. God simply gave them what they asked for. That's all that means. Uh, they, they were uh, impressed with, mesmerized by the demonic. They didn't have a spirit. They had the spirit but they wouldn't let their spirit perceived. They rather, uh, you know, received by their soul and their flesh, then they were deceived. And now God says, if that's the, you want that demon? You want that demonic? You want that ungodliness? It's all yours. And that's what's happening in America today. Amen. It's time to wake up, church. Glory to God. I hope this helps you. I, sh I love you. You don't have to be deceived. Uh, you know, call on Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit today to show you things. Ask the Holy Spirit uh, to give you a mirror image of who you are and what you believe and what's in error and bring correction and enlighten you of the truth today. Amen. I love you. God bless you. We've got a lot going on this week. It's our Holy Spirit Conference, our annual Holy Spirit Conference with Dr. Mark Barclay. Starts tonight, 7 o'clock tonight. You want to be here. It's going to be a great kickoff night. And then we have morning services, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning, and Friday night. Uh, call New Way Church uh, offices, get information, get here. And until next time, God bless you, and I love you.